0: Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen.
1: And Kyle.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to tune back in with us today, and thank you even more for telling all your weird friends about us and help spreading the Hollow Sky virus. Hell yes. Hell yeah, brother.
1: <laughs> Masks are not fucking needed.
0: No. We do appreciate you guys sharing the word and tuning in and just coming to hang out with us every single fucking Monday. It's great. It's a great little community we're building here.
1: The only mask that we would encourage to wear would be like the bong gas masks.
0: <laughs> Slipknot masks. Yeah,
1: and it just takes the hollow sky virus and you just inhale it and just become consumed.
0: And then you turn into a member of Slipknot. Well, I mean, they're shout always... Out, they're, shout out to Slipknot if any of yeah. them guys want to be on the podcast. Hell
1: yeah, that'd be sweet.
0: Um, Today I put together a few um, abduction stories, I guess. Great. Which, fucking great. They're weird ones. They're ones where the people pretty much wanted to be abducted. That's stupid. I guess kind of. I don't know. You guys are just got to hang out and check it out. Um before we get into that, we have to go through all the business and you know how that goes. So,
1: fucking shitty.
0: Check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, if you're on the Facebook, hop on over to the pages. Just search us up on Sky and come over and hang out. The fan page is regular page. Post memes, post weird articles you find, cryptid shit, fucking anything you want to do. Just come over and be weird. It's a good little place where everybody can just fucking be weird as hell. Yeah, it's and I'm,
1: I'm getting a little bit more active on Instagram, as I'm sure all you fucking people have been noticing. <laughs> Stepping up my Insta game. It's
0: coming out of his shell. So, you know, Social it is butterfly. what it is. Steve
1: can attest to it. I'm I'm a not fucking talkative person until the ice is broken. Then I'll He's just drunk. Then I'll talk. Well that too. I'll be very fucking <laughs> chatty. You get me drunk. <laughs> um but like when we was at the Crypticon, uh, we sat there and debated like little girls about talking to the Jamie Schnell artist <laughs> and then I just finally said, fuck it, and started talking to him, and Steve's like, look at you. You're talking to him like you're his best fucking friend. like You've known him forever.
0: (laughs) Kyle stood there for like 40 minutes. I'm like, this went way longer than I anticipated.
1: (laughs) So I'm, I'm a shy guy. I'm shy.
0: So yeah, check us out on all that cool stuff. Um, we try to respond to, to you guys as much as we can, especially through messages and comments and shit. So just bear with us. Um, if you check us out on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. And what the fuck is that? The little bell notification. Get notifications for whenever we drop new episodes. Eventually, we're going to start posting actual live videos someday maybe we will maybe we won't Daniel, hopefully to switch us. up the YouTube content a little bit um, if you have a weird encounter Kyle's gonna tell you how to get it to us speaking of which before we get into that I'm thinking no. about shutting down the phone line the 1-800 number nobody ever uses it and it's easier just to record your shit on yeah. your uh, voice memo on your iPhone and yeah. just send it over smartphone and send it over so, yeah, so that might be going away
1: yeah, I would. I, we agree. It's it's just pointless at this this time. Yeah, it's mean,
0: just a little money hole.
1: Yeah, nobody uses it. We're wasting money on it, and it's just a lot more convenient to use the voice memo app on your smartphone or email us or email us, whatever. Speaking fucking re- of which, record yourself as a video on your phone and send the video to oh, us. I, yeah, we don't give dope. a shit. I mean, literally any way that you can get us your story, we'll take it. You want to fucking fax it to us. We'll, we'll call do
0: it. call my pager
1: yeah steve does have a pager that's true
0: um speaking of which we do need some more encounters so all you yeah. fucking weirdos out here has got some weird shit to tell us let's go get on it let's go so kyle how are they gonna get on it
1: i already fucking told you
0: oh that's true
1: and then on top of that the there's the email Hollisguypodcast.gmail.com email Email.com <laughs> <At Emo's? laughs>
0: I wish I fucking had Emo's hot wings I know. right now We're just Shout out about to Emo's Pizza If you guys us. want to sponsor us And give us some wings we will shout you guys out Every single Yeah. So basically the way it works
1: episode. Is me and Steve get together every Other weekend to record as many episodes As we can So with that being said If you guys want like to
0: give us 50 hot wings every other weekend yes, you, We will shout you out
1: I mean I will I will famous. I will sacrifice your part of the deal. I will come to Emo's to pick the wings up on my way to Steve's. I know it's not preferable in a sponsorship situation. They should actually be delivered to us. We can make it work. We can make it we're work. We're flexible. We are.
0: I know some people that listen locally know people that probably work at Emo's, so let us Hit us up. Make a deal.
1: You know, and and we're still like right now drinking oh, yeah. on a monster um uh, Still waiting on the monster sponsorship.
0: Yeah, if anybody knows uh, who whoever the monster guy is, Joe Monster, someone send him an email and tell him to get us free monsters. Yeah, and,
1: and to sponsor us. You don't really have to give us anything but a occasional monster and maybe some cool stickers.
0: And uh, Kyle will get a monster tattoo on his back.
1: I mean, <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> I'm really not too picky about it, so it's whatever. Hell, yeah. You know, it's whatever.
0: Damn, we derailed there. All right, back to it. Speaking of podcasts...
1: Living the good life.
0: If you listen to us on Apple iTunes podcast, hop on over there. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Go over there and talk some shit. Whatever podcast app you listen to us on, hop on over there and leave us a rating and review. Um, The only one I can actually access... Very good, because I don't computer good, is Apple and iTunes. And if you leave us a five-star rating and review there, yeah. we're going to shout you the fuck out.
1: Before Steve gets into it. So basically what he's saying, if you're going to talk shit, go to the other ones and talk shit. The, the iTunes ones we can't d- see. <laughs> yeah, just, just give us good reviews on the ones we can see.
0: I don't even actually know how many platforms we're on.
1: Uh, probably like 56. Yeah, probably three. I that.
0: Anyway, today's five-star rating and review comes to us from... This might be my favorite fucking uh, name that we've had a review from. It's crunchy ham, crunchy ham. It's really spelled C-R-O-N-C-H-Y, crunchy Hamb, H-A-M-B. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's So great. Okay. And the
1: way you you you, you fucking. <laughs> I have to en- enunciate. Enunciate it, it like crunchy you're from Britain. Ham. So I, I'm assuming that whoever this is. Oh, no, it's is, from the United States. No, it's apparently from. It's from Britain. U- Europe or Britain, wherever the fuck you want to talk.
0: Okay. Five stars says it's just right. I love this podcast. I can't get into most paranormal yeah. podcasts, but this one feels perfectly balanced. It's right up my street. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, Crunchy Ham, you're right up our street. Word. So we I'm appreciate glad that we live on the same street. Hanging out with us and speaking all the good words, passing on the good words. Yeah doing the hollow skies preach. work, preach we definitely do appreciate you guys that take the time to go over there and leave us uh some nice shit because it helps us kind of push our way through all the muck of podcasts that are out there and yeah that way when someone searches dope ass paranormal shit hollow we Sky instantly podcasts pop, up. pop up
1: not to mention uh derailing us even further here <laughs> dope what did you guys think about steve's recent post and I know you've seen it by now, but the one with Beyonce and saying that Hall Sky is a cult, should we get that into a shirt or... People are wanting that as a shirt. I think we should get it into a shirt. I'm pretty sure... So Beyonce, uh, hit us up. and
0: Beyonce will probably fight
1: us. I, and, uh, I, think they'd be, I think they'd fuck with us on this one.
0: They probably would, dude. Yeah. If Jay-Z wears a Hall Sky shirt, I will... Uh, <laughs> I'll
1: fucking quit podcasting. I'll shave
0: my head. And if anybody knows me personally... Deal. Have you seen this? You see what's growing on top of my head?
1: Your hair is pretty fucking fantastic yeah,
0: right now. Yeah, it needs its own fucking Facebook page.
1: If if Jay-Z wears our shirt and takes a picture with it, I will... Get, get
0: Jay-Z tattooed on your back? Yes, I, I will get Jay-Z tattooed. I will pay tattooed. for that.
1: <laughs> I, I, maybe not on my back, yeah, but somewhere on, back. somewhere on my body, I would get Jay-Z tattooed. It's
0: at the Grammys... Jay-Z wears a Hollow Sky shirt. Uh, you're getting a tattoo on your back.
1: But that, well, okay. But it, uh, you know you didn't specify how big it has to be, so...
0: It doesn't matter. Jay-Z gets the pick.
1: I'm not doing a full back piece of Jay-Z.
0: Uh, we were, you're getting in schematics here. We don't need to talk about it That's right what now. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: But Jay-Z, hit us up. Yeah. I mean, I know you fuck with us. It might be low-key fucking with us, but it's there. Yeah,
0: you don't, but it's cool. <laughs> you're about
1: to because we just... Use Beyonce as a shirt. <laughs> that so. is
0: true. No copyrights. No. Hell no. Um, We're good. If you turned in last week, we had a first part of a listener submission from our friend Olivia. She hit us back with a part two of some of the weird shit going on in her life. So we are going to uh, focus on that today before we get into our abduction stories. So, oh, yeah, before that um as i mentioned last uh episode we were talking about doing a patreon definitely check into that see what it's all about um again just let us know what kind of uh, little goodies you're interested in if you're thinking of subscribing to the patreon what kind of shit you want like stickers magnets fucking cool little trinkets like that yeah so anywho back to olivia's story Part two. So tune into part. tune into last week's episode, which oh, we should get done. is the Wendigo episode.
1: We should look into i I would probably subscribe to us for this, but it just hit me, so it's fucking genius. We should get fucking washable tattoos. Hollow sky tattoos. How fucking put genius them would that on be on
0: their throats? That's what I'm saying.
1: I think it was a fucking great idea. It so if great. anybody knows how to make those, hit us up.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Anyway, Olivia's story. Tune into last week's episode, the Wendigo episode, to hear the first part, but this is part two. She says, Hello again, thank you for emailing me as I definitely forgot to send my part two. I wanted to preface this email by saying since my first email, I've done nothing but binge listen to you guys. Waking up and going to work at five AM has been much easier because of the Hall Sky podcast. I also wanted to say all of my paranormal events occurred in Kansas City, Missouri. Um. Tw- well, that's that's kind of local. Not too that's far. That's not very far. A couple hours. I'm 20 years old now and live in Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. Here's my part too.
1: She talks like she's fucking 40. I know. Like you smarter, sound like you've just little... smarter than me. Well, she's smarter than us, but she just like the first email. I just it made me feel like she's lived a very long life. Yeah, she's I don't know, fucking just, 20. I know. It's fucking weird.
0: Okay, when I was in 7th grade, my family and I moved from Independence to Blue Springs, Missouri. We moved into a house built in the 70s with original orange shag carpet that felt gross to touch and a lack of natural light. When you walked in the front door, you were met by a tiled foyer, a high ceiling, and a chandelier. To the left was a dark, unused dining room. In front of you was the open entrance to the living room. And to the right of you were two small staircases leading upstairs to the bedroom. One evening, I was in my mom's room laying on her bed looking at my phone. All the lights upstairs were off, and the chandelier in the foyer gave me the ability to see the top of the landing. As I was on my phone, I saw out of the corner of my eye what I thought was my brother come up the stairs toward the bathroom, which was out of my sight due to the bedroom wall. I looked up at the landing between the four bedrooms and called out to my mom. I didn't think my brother was home. I heard her walking up the stairs and asked, is Bobo home? She got to the doorway, stopped, and said, no, but you saw it too? Turns out at the same time I saw the entity, my mom had seen it out of the corner of her eye as she entered the foyer from the living room upstairs. Weird.
1: Yeah, fuck that.
0: Yeah, especially like you got the two.
1: Yeah, coincides there. Yeah,
0: cooperating each other. Nope. Other things that happened in the house, like my mom hearing a little girl singing, tapping from inside the closet, and my floor slowly creaking toward my bed when I tried to sleep. One night I went outside to kick my soccer ball around in the street and looked back at my empty house. I had as many lights turned on as I, as I could as I was the only one home. I remember just sitting on the curb, looking at how eerie the place looked and not wanting to go back in. A few years after that, I stayed at my best friend's house, often in the months leading up to my moving to Florida. They also lived in Blue Springs and had a similarly built house like my last one. There was a lack of uh, natural light and multiple odd levels of the house. I used to be creeped out a lot until we saged the place. We all saw a dark sh- dark shadow dart across the den a few times, as well as something peeking out from behind the couch. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, it usually felt eerie at night, to me at least. One time my friend came home to her little brother's phone playing music on Pandora. It had been hours since he went to school and had accidentally left his phone in there, and he swore he had exited out of all the apps before leaving it. Um, like me, they were all super into the paranormal. Despite having those few occurrences, my two best friends, who are sisters wanted concrete evidence. So one evening after high school soccer game, me and my two sister friends wanted to start off our fun night by going to Target. We found a Stranger Things Ouija board on sale, white candles, and headed back to our room. This never ends good. Dumb. Never ends good, Olivia. That's your bad. It was about 9.30 when we set up everything under the visitor's bleachers. We envisioned a white light around us for protection and got to work. We each had two fingers on the planchette, and my friend next to me started off with the typical we only want to speak to good spirits is there anyone here that would like to speak with us the planchette was stagnant for a couple minutes while my friend periodically asked for someone to talk with us eventually and ever so slowly the planchet planchette started to move centimeter by centimeter it started to creep towards yes of course we did the whole it isn't any of you guys right like asking each other questions but we weren't the type to mess around like that And halfway to yes, my friend acknowledged its presence. We introduced ourselves and asked for its name. It slowly moved to the letters U-D. Confusing name, we agreed. But continued to ask if it was male and moved towards a no. We then asked what year she was born. We were expecting something like 1952 or 1789, something normal. But we were shocked when the numbers moved to 1356. My other friend said, wow, you're old. And we shushed her. No joking around. We then ask where she was born and the letters d n j d n j l d were spelled out which confused us we asked again where it was born or where she was born but it didn't move for a good minute we sat confused talking to each other about what it meant when it started moving again even quicker we were excited to elaborate until she spelled out the words or spelled out the letters r then u then n i looked at my friend next to me and she immediately said thank you for speaking with us we would like to say goodbye now the planchette moved to goodbye The fast that it had moved the whole time, and we closed out. Fuck that. We blew out the candles, packed up our stuff, and as fast as we could, ran to our car, telling our little brother the story as soon as we got home. Since then, we haven't used the board, has been residing in my car. I'm I'm glad my very religious aunt didn't go looking in my trunk when she drove my car to Florida for me. I would have gotten a lecture from hell. Thank you guys again for taking the time to read my novel-length emails. I will try to write soon about my one and only compelling UFO sighting. You guys are awesome. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Olivia, for part two. We haven't got that UFO email yet, but no. I'm gonna email you and remind you. <laughs> but uh like I said in the last one, it almost it almost seems to just follow your family around. Like yeah. I know some of this shit took place in your friend's house. Like it was weird too, but you were also there. So it's almost like shit kind of attaches itself to you
1: right and like we just ever, well even you Ouija boards are never a good idea ever
0: I don't know if I buy into the ever. Ouija you know how I am like I I'm know. A skeptic you don't,
1: yeah I know wh-
0: wh- why fuck in the fuck that. would Mattel or whatever Parker Brothers or whatever the fuck it is sell a because gate to a demonic world
1: because they're a satanic cult duh well you win this one. See, I'm a fucking genius. Checkmate. That's what I'm saying.
0: I just, I don't know.
1: And then, uh, I just don't buy into it. Off, okay, well, we'll get back to that.
0: If anybody wants to go and do a Ouija board experiment <coughs> with me, let's roll. I live. I literally live in, next to a graveyard.
1: Yeah, he's not lying about that. Like, it's his driveway, then you take about ten steps and you're in the cemetery. Yeah, quiet no neighbors. Joke. Love it. Yeah, uh, but quick question. What the fuck is with women in Target? Uh, my wife is a Target freak. If she could always shop at Target, she would.
0: It's, it's the strangest thing. Like the show Stranger Things?
1: I guess so, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a conspiracy for another time. I'm
1: telling you, it's fucking crazy. She loves Target.
0: If any of our lady listeners out there have a reason why you love Target so fucking much, Kyle would love to know. I would be interested. Shoot us, to us an know. email. Inquiring it's just minds need fucking enigma I'm trying to figure out here. I've been in Target. It's kind of dope. They give you popcorn. It's just like every other fucking store. Yeah, but with popcorn. Oh, true. With and <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's got shout popcorn. Out, shout out to Alton Target. <laughs> yeah. Word. Um, back to Olivia's story. Thank you so much again for taking the time to yeah send us. Um, dude, I don't know if you think the Ouija board's that fucking weird. Get the fuck rid of it.
1: Yeah. Send I I won't shit. fuck with the Ouija board. Dude, it's
0: fucking weird that it said run. That's what I'm saying. I messed with it. Messed with some a few times, but nothing really fucking specific ever happened. Well,
1: and I figure, like, if you want to do a really good experiment with that, you got to do it with somebody you know is not going to fucking mess with you. Act like, yeah, be funny. And even then, I'm just going to fuck with Kyle.
0: Even then, (laughs) you'd still question it constantly.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, but like, if you and me did it, I would expect that. You know this is a controlled experiment and you better not fuck with me. If the
0: plan just started spelling out you're a douche, you'd know it was me. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, i am like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I'm done with you, this. you like the suspense of building. Fucking done.
0: You are... <laughs> I'm what? I'm what? <laughs> a douche.
1: God damn it, Steve.
0: It wasn't me, Kyle. Bullshit. But yes, thank you again, Olivia, for sending us uh, your story. I am curious to know if now that you live in Florida... If weird shit is happening at your Florida residence now, because if it is, probably. we have confirmed that you are haunted, not your places that you reside. And I apologize for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound. And probably don't let your religious fun.
0: aunt listen to our podcast because she'll probably hate it because we say F a lot. Ah, man, I, I feel Even like... Just recommend it to her. She might dig I it. I feel like people just generally love us. Yeah, and we're I am going to respond to this guys. email. So you send us a UFO sighting because UFOs are fucking
1: creepy. They are very creepy. And fuck, I mean, my wife told me the other day that...
0: I thought you were going to say she's creepy. My wife? <laughs> Sean's going to beat your ass. <laughs> no,
1: she fucking stab me. <laughs> uh, no, she told me the other day that my son's been, the past couple of nights has asked her, if she wants to go to outer space with him. Like, Fuck well, That's fucking that. great. Which
0: is funny. Not funny. Not funny. Ironic because of what I'm about to bring to the table, dog. I know.
1: I'm going to buy a fucking rocket launcher.
0: <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs>
1: if anything goes flying over my house, I'm taking it out.
0: Okay. This is what I've been researching. I've found a couple weird accounts online of alien abductions, maybe... But, that are
1: not so abduction-y. But
0: the people are wanting, so to speak, to go. I have oh, two so accounts here that I'm going to share with you all.
1: So it's like an abduction fetish type shit?
0: <sighs> kind of. Maybe not. The first one I have, we're going to get into here. Um, a source there is a YouTube channel called Beyond Creepy, and he has some excellent Excellent, bizarre content. Oh, yeah. And I, I go to him for ideas and shit like that. If you guys are into YouTube, go check out his channel. It's Beyond Creepy. its It's got some weird fucking shit it's on it. It's fucking So meant. I'm going to shout him out totally. I use a lot. He did a lot of searching and research into this, and I kind of pulled off from where he took off and shared some of the content and such. So shout out to uh, Beyond Creepy for this first encounter. The accounter was uh, put on paper by a man named Brad Steger. He is an author of nearly 200 paranormal books. Um, he has been a paranormal research f- researcher for decades, always talking about the unexplained and the paranormal. He is noted to be one of the first uh, authors to research and public, publish books on missing people in the forest. As some of you know, it's the... Uh, Little DP. yeah. Is the avenue David Politis is pursuing right now. And uh, Steger did it 30 years ago before David Politis ever came forward with Missing I was going to say, the, the
1: dude's got to be a fucking OG if you're pumping out 200 books. Yeah. I couldn't even write one book. He
0: also researched and wrote a ton of books on UFOs and alien abductions. There was one case that always stood out to him. He's quoted as saying it's the most incredible case of abduction that he has ever encountered. Steger states that the report has not, or that this report had been confirmed by a very matter of fact physician associated with one of the most prestigious and largest hospitals in the Midwest. Had it not been confirmed by such Great. a person, he would have held back on releasing it to the public because he didn't really want his name drugged through the mud. Right? Yeah, so
1: it happened somewhere around where we live, too. No, cool. No. Good. Thank Jesus.
0: No. But the doctor worked there. At post this in From Jerseyville? Yes. No. Fucking good. So, That's why, I,
1: never mind.
0: <laughs> so Steger <laughs> heard of this story and came into contact with a doctor that he calls William, Dr. William, through a correspondent referred to as Mrs. E. She was taking medical courses with William. One day, as they were sitting in a cafe, he brought up an occurrence that took place in a hospital in Hawaii in 1968. At the time, he was 19 years old and serving in the medical corps, working in the military wing of the hospital. He declined to mention the name of the hospital as he was a quiet, humble man and wanted to continue his medical career. He obviously was worried that a link, any link to such an account would definitely hurt his reputation in the medical field because right. nobody's gonna want a surgeon chopping on him that...
1: Sounds like a nutcase. Yeah,
0: believes in UFOs. Right. Right. The incident, according to William, happened one night while he was making his medical rounds. He had one patient that was in traction and completely unable to move. The patient had medical pins through each of his tibias and femurs. This patient made a weird statement to Dr. Williams. He said that he would be gone for one hour later that evening, visiting his friends on a spaceship. Uh, he even invited Dr. William to join them. Weird, right?
1: It is very weird. So, I, but. But, it, you know, this far into the story, I would, I would be like.
0: Dude's the, probably on medication. Yeah, the dude's
1: on medication. He's tripping out. It's fucking whatever.
0: Right. And that's what William thought. He right, wrote the conversation yeah. off thinking it was it was funny. Like, he just thought that the drugs had kicked in and this dude was off. He was, he was right. going to do some traveling that night, but he wasn't yeah. leaving the fucking bed. <laughs> so he told him he wouldn't be able to join him as he was busy. He was going to be busy making his rounds. Later that night, a bed check, true to his word, the man was gone leaving only the metal pins and weights left in the bed.
1: Oh, that's fucked.
0: Yeah. William notified notified the military police and an extensive search of the hospital and surrounding grounds was activated. There was no trace of the medically immobile man. He was completely gone. Dr. William recalled the man was around 60 years old and was a World War II vet. He was stated to be kind of a hippie and he had been dropping acid when he stepped out onto a highway in front of a semi-truck, which struck him and broke both of his legs in several places. William noted that the man had a Spanish-sounding name, like Espinia, and he had uh, bushy eyebrows, large eyes, a shoulder-length blonde hair, a round face, and a flat nose. He stood about five, six and was a little chubby. William said the man spoke with an odd accent that he couldn't place. He, was also, he also noted that Espinia always had marijuana or was always high. which baffled the hospital staff as Espina was obviously bedridden, could not leave his bed because he had two broken-ass legs pinned to the fucking traction device, (laughs) and any visitors that showed up were always searched prior to visiting.
1: So basically, the aliens are fucking drug dealers in this story.
0: They're just helping helping them grow
1: out. Dude, you need some weed? We got you. You you. You need to drop some acid? Be careful with this shit, Because you might walk out in the middle of the street and get hit by a fucking bus.
0: (laughs) Could you imagine being that doctor, you're doing your rounds and shit. Old boy's like, yo, I'm taking a trip later. (laughs) You can come with me if you want. Being a doctor, you're like, dog, you're pinned to the fucking bed. You're not going anywhere. Right. He's like, fuck too. Watch Watch this.
1: How lucky is that doctor that he didn't take it as so much of a joke where he was like,
0: Take me, dog. All right.
1: Yeah. Yes. You know, sure. Yeah. I'll go on a little trip with you.
0: So as it continues, Williams is quoted as saying, the night that he disappeared, I was working the 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. When I made a bed check, Espina told me he was going to be gone for about an hour, and he reminded me that I could come along if I wanted to. I chuckled and walked on to see about the rest of my patients. Espina was in a six-man room, but that night he was alone. My post was almost right across from his room. When I sat at my desk, I could survey the entire corridor. No one could get on or off the floor without me seeing them. And, of course, there were nurses, doctors, interns, and MPs walking around. When I checked Espinia's room a bit later, maybe out of curiosity from what he said earlier, he was gone. The traction weights were hanging there, and the pins were laid on the bed, but he was gone. I put out an alarm, and MPs and other hospital personnel searched the place thoroughly. Espinia was gone, and no one had seen him leave. Not or no one had seen anything. Kind of true, but not totally true. Some patients did see something. William had spoke to some patients later on, and they said while they didn't see Espinia leave, they had seen a very bright light on the side of the building that would have been right before Espinia's disappearance. Awesome. Fuck that.
1: So, dude, definitely got
0: abducted. Steger asked if Espinia could have possibly removed the pins himself, and Williams replied, quote, a man would faint from the pain if he tried to pull those pins out. I mean, this guy was laying in a bed, both legs up, his femur's broken. Imagine the terrible pain of trying to crawl under such conditions. It would be impossible for him to have left the room. Then it gets weirder.
1: But the the aliens have been delivering medical weed.
0: Yeah, which unbreaks your legs, apparently. Well, I mean, it pulls pins out, too gets even weirder. Okay. Quote, after searching the hospital and even the grounds for an hour, somebody decided to check Espina's room again, and there he was. Back in traction, pins back in place.
1: Well, that's fucked.
0: The patient had been gone for 1 hour. He told his interrogators that he'd been with his quote friends. Every pin was in its place. A doctor on the floor said that while it might be possible for a man to pull the pins out, it would be absolutely impossible for anyone to shove them back in again by himself. According to Dr. William Espina was questioned by four military MPs for four hours, but he failed to give any information beyond that he was just out with his friends. Frustrated, the MPs gave up when they finally left him. He looked at me and told me that I could have come along. This is quote, when they finally left him, he looked at me and told me that I could have come along with him, but his UFO friends knew that I didn't really believe in them. He said that he and his friends had spent a delightful hour flying over the Hawaiian islands and chatting about metaphysics. When I chastised him for causing such a disturbance at the hospital, Espina became a bit sheepish and said that the next time he went flying with his friends, he would leave his body there and just go in his mind. End quote. Stigger recalled up. that the doctor swore up and down that the occurrence did actually happen. That's my first um, little tidbit encounter here.
1: It's really fucked up.
0: It's fucking weird, right? It's
1: super weird. And I hate
0: it, that there's not more information like for me to dig in and try to like prove that these people existed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like the fact that he the pins were out and then replaced it, which is just mind-boggling in itself. Like why? Why do you need to replace the pull the pins and then replace them? That doesn't make any sense at all, unless the craft that you're
0: on somehow that interferes with it. Could be. Or maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't. Because it doesn't it. make sense. I imagine like even even the pain of pulling the pins out, the dude still has two ran over ass legs. Yeah. He's not gonna get up and walk the fuck out no, of there. No,
1: no, no, His no, no. His legs are
0: fucking no. broken. Right. And the and the fact that he's put back in there, everything back in its place, he's all like, willy nilly, just perfect. Oh, dude. And now now that told you said, ya. what if the doctor said, Hell yeah, I'll go. Yeah. That would fucking I could have seen
1: me doing it just out of joking, being like, okay, yeah, I'll go on a trip with you later, buddy.
0: <laughs> Sign me up, dog.
1: And the next thing you know, you're flying over fucking Hawaii with a bunch of little gray people and you're like, what in the fuck? They're like, what? You, you said you wanted to come.
0: And it's so it's so bizarre that they searched the entire hospital. It's not like he could have hid, which is the most asinine shit I've ever done. Did it,
1: did it give context as though, and I may just not have been listening, <laughs> duh, Neither is anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give context as, as to why there was MPs there?
0: Because it's a mili- he was working in the military wing, and he was gotcha. a World War II vet. Hey, Colt. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Takovas Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's, re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their, the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots how awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: The so was this, Don, was this... I heard that the World War II part... I, it registered, but uh, was this during the time frame of World War II? It was or? after
0: World War II before, like, kind of during, before Vietnam was okay, over. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, Because gotcha. they said he was he was all about peace and wanting world peace and all this, right. all this stuff as it vetted toward uh, the Vietnam War. Interesting. So, which is kind of why he noted that he was a hippie.
1: Right, yeah, 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 it makes sense.
0: I just, I don't know, when I heard... Uh, beyond creepy put forth this episode or this story I was like dude this is fucking bizarre
1: and what's crazy is I don't know if there's really a collect- connection or not but how it's it stated that he he basically he dropped acid I mean he he did acid right yeah and he, when he got hit by the truck well it, w- assumingly enough that he he's done acid prior to this as well also true but it's just ironic to me that you listen to like guys like Joe Rogan talk and Joe Rogan has openly admitted he he's done hallucin- DMT. Yeah, DMT, things that make you hallucinate. And he even states that like when he's doing this, he's had encounters with things and he's talked to things while tripping and he's like, "Dude, it looks real, it feels real." who's to say that it's not fucking real
0: maybe it just opens up like like i said before maybe all of these things exist in our reality but we have such defense mechanisms to keep us from going fucking insane that they're all blocked out and doing these hallucinogenic drugs opens
1: it yeah kind of opens the mind's eye
0: there yeah opens the gate a little bit to where you can see in and i don't know dude that, Fuck that that or dude has been I taken just, by
1: him before and he's just cool with them like they're yeah. just homeboys they're
0: like it's dope they bring me weed I bring them LSD <laughs> I think it's so cool.
1: awesome that it basically says <laughs> the aliens are drug dealers yeah because they're great
0: they're like I, I'm assuming he probably smelt weed and the dude was always high he's like you're fucking visit. your boys checking in down the downstairs are bringing you weed so it got to the point where they searched them they're searching them before they come on the on the wing and there's no Unless they hit it in the old prison wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking
1: the same thing.
0: Oh, that's some dank, dank. Better than having a human drug dealer than having... Alien drug dealers. Intergalactic drug
1: dealers. I think it's fantastic.
0: Pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking dope. I love it. I think intended.
1: it's a fucking awesome story. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's one of them stories, too, where it's not nefarious where you're just like, Fuck aliens, they're super scary. Turns out they're not scary at all. They take you on sweet joy rides and let you get high.
0: Yeah, they just took you on a... They essentially gave you a helicopter tour of the Hawaiian Islands for free plus weed. <laughs> yeah,
1: and maybe some
0: acid for yeah. the way home. He probably brought the acid himself. Well, I would got it. He's like, hey guys, let's get fucked up. So I thought that was a pretty interesting no, story it's awesome. to share with it's you guys. Fucking fantastic. The next one is a little stranger. Like, bad, strange, or? Yeah, well, it doesn't end. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how okay. it ends. I don't know if okay. it's good or if it's bad.
1: Hopefully, not bad.
0: This is the story of a man named Granger Taylor.
1: It's an interesting uh, name.
0: Granger Taylor was born on October 7th, 1948. Oh, my sources for this one. Uh, there is a YouTube channel called Go. It's spelled G E A U X, kind of a smaller channel. She did a very good rundown of. Uh, Granger's experience, Uh, there's also uh, the Times columnist that I used as my source. So if you guys want to check out either of those two, please feel free to go over there and look at it. Hell yeah. Granger Taylor was born on October 7th, 1948 on Vancouver Island, British Columbia. He was exceptionally mechanically inclined and showed amazing aptitude at constructing and repairing uh, machines. So much so that he was described as a self-taught mechanical wizard. He lived his life while at home with his mother and stepfather on Seminos Lake in Vancouver. He dropped out of eighth grade and found a job as a mechanic's assistant with a neighbor. A year later, he would become self-employed and remain so for the rest of his life. At the age of fourteen, he built a single-cylinder automobile from scratch. Dude, what a
1: fucking stud,
0: dude! At the age of seventeen, he rebuilt a bulldozer the seasoned mechanics had given up on.
1: Jesus, he's, he's like said, fuck uh, that. What's his fucking name? I can't think of the guy's name. Granger Taylor? Yeah, but he's like... Uh, Dylan Cannon? That, yeah, <laughs> definitely Dilmo. <laughs> um, fucking Area 51 guy. can't think of his fucking name right now.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of it either. How can you
1: not think of it?
0: Because you just threw it on All me. All over jo-
1: Joe Rogan here lately.
0: Yeah, because if... Um, we're, we're going on tangent here. Keep Granger Taylor in the back of your mind, but... Apparently, there's evidence coming out that everything old boy said, it could be proven true.
1: What old boy?
0: I'm trying to think of his name. Old boy.
1: I feel fucking so dumb.
0: Dude, just Google Area 51 documentary. We're Googling here. Hang with us, folks. If anybody knows the name of this guy, we're trying to I cannot talk. believe
1: that I cannot think of this fucking name right now. Bob Lazar. That's it. God dang. I'm so stupid. Zing. I'm so dumb.
0: Yeah, it does remind me of Bob Lazar. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally. He was building rocket cars and shit.
1: That's what I'm saying. He's a fucking Keep genius. Keep that in the back of your mind okay, for Bob the Lazar end of this. Back. I'll probably forget his name and again. What,
0: and what Bob Lazar did for a job. Anywho, back to the bulldozer
1: Okay. that nobody was, could fix. It. At
0: 17, he rebuilt it and other mechanics had given up on it. They are like, this bulldozer is fucking broken. And Granger's like, too.
1: yeah you guys are dumb
0: so when he was in his early 20s i'm assuming he used the bulldozer that he built to plow a trail over half a mile through dense forest to get the remains of an old locomotive the train had awesome. been abandoned during the great depression and it was so grown up in the forest that it had he had to cut trees out to get it out good He managed to bring the engine piece by piece, a fucking locomotive he brought out of the woods piece by piece to his home, where he rebuilt it and restored it to its original former glory, and then he sold it back to the province in
1: 1973. What an idiot. Dude. That's insane.
0: The engine went on tour with the local museum and was eventually put on display at the British Columbia Forest Discovery Center. From there, Granger went on to get his pilot's license, and he purchased a vintage Kitty Hawk warplane that he restored himself. In order to get the plane, his parents gave him twenty grand in a bank account. Granger only used the money that it cost to buy and restore the plane, and the rest, the other $10,000, remained in the account. From there, Granger's interests went into more out-of-this-world territory. He became absolutely fixated on UFOs and aliens. Uh, he built his own UFO... Beneath the fir trees on his parents' land. It was kind of like a little home away from home. Had a wood stove in there and a refrigerator and shit. And he began collecting as many books on the subject as he could to try to figure out how flying saucers could work. This new hobby quickly became an obsession and Granger got to the point to where he just became a recluse. He stayed by himself. All he did was read. And when he did go out with friends, all he would talk about was UFOs. There was one friend that Granger confided in named Nielsen. He told Nielsen that he had begun to receive messages from actual aliens from outer space. Kind of telepathic contact. At first it was all in fun and Nielsen just kind of wrote it off. But when he built a radio with which he said he could communicate with aliens based on reoccurring dreams about abductions he was having, people kind of started to question his well-being because he's sitting at home in his UFO talking to aliens.
1: I mean, I could see the problem there.
0: He told Nielsen that the aliens were from an area of space beyond the Milky Way galaxy and that they had actually invited him to go on a 42-month interstellar voyage with them.
1: That's a long fucking time. Yeah. I mean, if they have wings and stuff like that, (coughs) oh fuck,
0: dude! That's the only that would be the only thing they need to get me on a goddamn spaceship. Would be like, yo, I got some hot wings in here. Let's go, man! I fucking hate extraterrestrials, but I fucking love hot wings. (laughs) We're gonna have to weigh the pros and the cons. I'm I'm with you right now. Yeah. So his friend Nielsen just kind of thought that Granger was overreacting to these dreams he was having, and he just kind of humored him. On Friday, November twenty eighth, nineteen eighty. Granger had a long talk with his stepfather, Jim. He expressed gratitude and thanks for everything he and his mother had done. And he just basically said thanks for being good parents. Jim had no idea this would be the last time he would ever speak to Granger. His mother was on vacation in Hawaii at the time. First vacation she was able to take in years, but ultimately she would regret not being there that night. Uh, Granger left two wills to his parents. In them, interestingly enough, he had removed the words, funeral crossed out the word deceased and replaced it with the word departed. He left a short single note on his parents' bedroom door. It stated, and I quote Dear mother and father, I've gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship as reoccurring dreams assured a forty two month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe and then return. I am leaving behind all of my possessions to you as I will no longer require any or require the use of any of them. Please use my instructions and my will as a guide to help. Love Granger end quote on the opposite side of the note was a map of waterloo mountain or roughly 20 miles west of their property in uh where are they at duncan the last person to see granger was a waitress working at a little restaurant called bob's grill he'd stopped in for dinner at 6 p.m the waitress noted his clothing because there was a rumored storm on the way she said that Granger was wearing a brown knitted sweater zipped up in the front, a black t-shirt, jeans, and logger boots. Uh, as I said, she made note that he was dressed odd as this huge storm was coming and he was not equipped for the storm. Granger dined alone, paid for his bill and then left on his own at 630. By this time, the storm was a ravaging Duncan and the surrounding cities. The storm was immense with hurricane force winds. It ended up downing trees and power lines everywhere. And the entire uh, area was left in just ultimate darkness the entire night it is noted that witnesses recalled hearing a loud explosion right around probably 7 or 7 15 about the time granger would have showed up at the spot he thought he was going to meet the ufo um, it wouldn't be until later that morning that everyone realized that granger had disappeared off the face of the earth He was 32 years old when he disappeared. He left behind all of his possessions and the remaining $10,000 in his bank account was never touched. He left in his 1972 pale blue Datsun, according to law enforcement, and he has never been heard from again. His stepdad contacted the police thereafter to help locate him. They searched hospitals, passport checks, vehicle registration, employment records, bank records, everything that you would go through with a missing person, but nothing turned up. Six years later... Fragments of a pale blue Dotson had been found on Mount Prevost near Duncan. It had been blown to bits by a massive explosion. Small human bones and pieces of brown clothing were found on the scene. The clothing was confirmed by Granger's mother to be a shirt that she had sewn for Granger not long before he went missing. DNA testing was not prevalent at the time, and pathology work could only suggest that the adult bones were human and possibly Granger's. Representatives from the Royal Canadian Mountain Police confirmed that the truck was Granger's. A report by B.C. Coroners officially declared Granger dead, and with that, the case was officially closed. So, a report by the Coroner Service uh, released recently confirmed that the vehicle identification number of the truck parts found off of the satellite road near Mount Provost, where Taylor was reportedly headed on the night of November 29, 1980, matched that of Taylor's truck. So they're saying that the vehicle ID, the VIN number, matched that of Taylor's. The cause of death listed on the report is massive injuries due to the consequence of an explosion. The finding was based on circumstantial evidence on the site, according to the report. So there was a lot of speculation at the time that Granger was not in a uh, proper mental state. They said he'd been experimenting with LSD, and they said that This whole alien thing had essentially just consumed his life. So there is rumor that possibly he had taken his own life. They said he had access to explosives and dynamite, which could account for the explosion sound and the fact that the truck had been blown to absolute bits.
1: Well, you know what else makes a really loud explosion sound? when shit breaks the sound barrier yes,
0: I didn't even have to I didn't even have to write it in here I didn't even have to write it cuz I knew you you would pick up on it um one of Granger's close friends disputes the facts completely he was 15 years old at the time when when he when Granger disappeared he said Granger was like a big brother to him and he helped Granger work on different things even helped put the UFO together that he built in his parents yard so Kel, this guy's name, his last name was Keller, Robert Keller. He is questioning the evidence that is put forth, especially about the truck. He said, there is no way that that truck was Granger's. He said, the police said it was a pale blue truck, but his truck was pepped pink. I helped him paint it with my buddy Darren.
1: Interesting. It's weird,
0: right? So they're trying to push this narrative that he killed himself with dynamite which I mean for a fucking
1: genius a f- doesn't seem
0: like it's exactly. very logical. And a lot of his friends are coming forth and saying that there's like, there's no way he would have killed himself and there's no way they said sometimes he would keep a uh, dynamite in his truck to help clear out the forest, like to go get the locomotive and shit. Right. Could it have been an accident? Possibly could lightning have struck the truck and caused the explosion? Possibly. Very unlikely. But they said he would not, He had experience with the explosives, and he would not have made a mistake. They said he's too smart to have, quote, too smart to have an accident up on the mountain. There's no way. He knew how to handle the explosives. He was basically an expert. So when it came to safety, that was his number one priority. The fact that he killed himself with the dynamite does not work for me. He would not have had an accident. He would not have done it on purpose.
1: Right. I mean, we say that, but accidents do happen. It doesn't matter how fucking smart you are and precautionary. I mean, how many precautions you take, things do happen. But with that being said, I still don't think that he most likely blew himself up.
0: No, it's, uh, it's
1: a little too convenient.
0: Like you said, what are the, what are the odds of that sound being the explosion of the dynamite or something leaving the atmosphere? Exactly. Um, from there, the conspiracy theories have taken off like crazy. Oh, well, I'm sure. People say that maybe Granger faked his own death, blew up the truck on his own. I don't know how you would attribute adult human bones, but they said that he possibly moved to Columbia to start a whole new life. He was just sick of living in the outskirts of Canada and just just over the life that he put together for himself. Um, there are reports that there are pictures of the truck still on the mountain. Is it pink? All grown up. I don't know. I haven't seen the pictures. Damn. And this one, this is the one that really gets me. Others state that his death is staged by the U.S. government, and he was kidnapped to work on technology in Area 51. I like it. I like it a lot. sounds a lot like our buddy Bob Lazar.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. i
0: because their minds are parallel.
1: They're Yeah, they're almost exactly the same. And the thing that gets me that is probably the biggest red flag that points in that direction is how you were reading about how he left a note for his parents. And he says, you know, I'm going on a 42, to 48-month yeah. journey with to my return. friends. To return. Uh, here I have a will, and he he goes out of his way to mark out deceased and funeral and all that garbage, which if he had every intention of killing himself, he wouldn't have marked those out. He would have said, basically been saying, hey, I'm going to kill myself. Here's my shit. See ya. Here's my shit. But instead he marks it all out, and then he takes this trip with these beings, and I'm sure the size of his brain fucking exploded on that journey. And then ironically enough, he most likely comes back only to dis- never actually reappear. And I like that theory that the government got a hold of him and we're like, "Yo, you've been on their ship, you've talked to them, you've built a radio that talks to them. You're, You're coming, coming with, with us." us. Yeah. Simple.
0: That's what that's I mean, if he was, if he did create something to contact extraterrestrials, intergalactic beings, however you want to say it, the first thing that they would do, dude, he would disappear.
1: Even if that's all he did was create a device to contact beings outside of this planet, you would have got snatched up in a fucking heartbeat. There are stories out there where people have made motors that run on water and they go fucking missing.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: So you want to talk about this, contacting actual intelligent life forms, not of this planet, you're going to get snatched up in a fucking heartbeat and you will disappear.
0: Yep. Um, CBS actually made a documentary of it that was released last year, I believe. It's called Spaceman. And they went out to kind of try to shed some light or at least bring the story forward. They went to look for the blast site. Right, this was a huge explosion that people here heard miles away. In the report, the coroner's report, they said the blast site was listed as 600 feet in diameter,
1: which is huge.
0: Yeah, that's well, like two fucking football fields yeah. of shit blown up. Yeah. But when they went there to explore it 20 years later, or 40 years later, 80, 80, 80, yeah, 40 years later, they couldn't there was they couldn't find any evidence of it at all.
1: Another thing that uh, I find fucking really weird. Is didn't they say in the original story it was like six years later they found bits of bone in the truck and a sweater? Yeah. Six years later, right? Yeah. I'm not wrong on that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Say it was eighty six. He disappeared in wouldn't,
1: eighty. Wouldn't a sweater exposed to the constant elements like that? After
0: being blown up by
1: dynamite? After being blown up by dynamite. So you're you're gonna have Storms that come in, you're gonna have high winds. You're in you,
0: Canada, it's gonna freeze and it's gonna thaw. Yes,
1: you're gonna have constant changing weather, you're gonna have constant sunlight on it. Wouldn't you think those pieces of clothing would disappear after six fucking years?
0: Maybe it was a good ass
1: sweater. Not to mention, his mom I mean, made it with love, <laughs> stitched I, I, with I love. Guess so, <laughs> not to be not to mention, like you said, it got blown up by fucking dynamite. So, it's not like it's a whole sweater laying on the ground, it's just bits and pieces. How the fuck? How in the fuck six years later you're going to pick up a dime-sized piece of sweater in the fucking forest?
0: And they said his parents left their back door unlocked for years and years and years waiting for him to come back because he said he was going to come back. Yeah,
1: so they had every intention on him coming home. So
0: the only the only thing you have to go by that he killed himself is the evidence that the police the recovered. official story. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. They I say, th- is i, it, th-
1: th- I like the, the is it
0: possible that he killed himself yeah is it nah. possible it was an accident yeah but
1: all right so i i got another theory for it so the way my brain's thinking right now is that the area 51 is extremely plausible for my for me and the other one that i find extremely plausible is that maybe he went on this journey and he was like yo
0: Kind of like being up here with you guys. I'm just going to chill with you weed aliens.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just going to hang out. Help you guys build cool shit and travel the universe.
0: Yeah, prepare for the space war. That's just me.
1: I mean, he he probably did start the Space Force.
0: So they're they're saying that the only evidence they have is the VIN number from the truck. Which they're saying is the wrong color. From what everybody, what people close to him said there was, and they have just adult human bones that have not been proven to be Granger's.
1: What the fuck do you think the odds are? Why don't they
0: test for it now?
1: Because it's fake. Well, what do you think the odds are that that much dynamite that would create a 600 foot radius,
0: dude? I don't even would
1: leave. The fucking VIN number perfectly intact. <laughs> what do you think those odds are? 100. <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I guess I'm wrong.
0: We're talking about the government. I know. My but
1: God. like you, In my opinion, you have to be fucking stupid to be like, oh, well, I mean...
0: This kid, truck was blown to bits. We so found
1: little pieces of how it. How in the fuck? But the VIN number perfectly intact i found it over here in this bush
0: do you have a blast site (laughs) on a 600 foot blast that's like what two fucking football fields Yeah, it would
1: definitely be a crater
0: and nobody noticed it for six fucking years yeah nobody questioned it for six fucking years
1: 'Cause like I said, it would it would be a crater, you would think. with the hell at least that much... blown
0: all the fucking trees off of yeah, it. Something
1: weird. But... You're
0: in you're in Canada, and there are fucking ten thousand million trees there anyway.
1: Yeah. And they're but no, they find a VIN number perfectly intact in a bush.
0: Right next to this sweater bones. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought I had another little story put together, but I didn't do any research on it of this guy Dope. who wrote and produced music, and he wrote a album called UFO cool and then all of a sudden he disappeared in the desert but whatever didn't research it that sucks fuck it we're right at an hour anyways true that so what do you think kyle what are you pulling for
1: with this last episode
0: yeah granger killed himself no granger accidentally killed himself nope Granger was kidnapped by the U.S. government and is currently building UFOs in Area 51.
1: I like that idea. and I, I But I also like the idea of thinking that he might have just fucking stayed with them. Yeah, he was talking to them. Yeah, I mean, he might, he might be like, this is awesome.
0: I hope, I hope that he is just cruising around on spaceships. I mean, fucking who's to say that, I mean, Jesus,
1: something, he could have went on that, that, Journey and something could have gone wrong. Their spaceship fuck up. I mean, him not being able to handle it. Gotten
0: out of space and realized that he couldn't breathe. Right. I mean, he's human.
1: You factor in those variables and there's shitloads of possibilities. But I I would definitely say that there is a plausible one with the government snatching him up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because, like you said, people go missing that create. Engines that run on fucking water.
1: Yeah, and the the government has a very interesting ability to make people disappear. To make people disappear and to find these people.
0: I just think that I'm I'm hoping, hoping that he's up there just flying around with oh, his UFO yeah. buddies for sure. I'm leaning more toward. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want him to be kidnapped by the government, but it would make sense, especially with yeah. uh, as mechanically inclined as he is. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that he stated that he was getting information, the government would have been all over that.
1: Yeah, because so they would—they would definitely want him to reverse engineer these UFOs. Because if you think about it, that you know, now current in current times the Pentagon literally just released saying that they, they are there are aircraft not of this fucking planet. Yeah. So basically with that being said and that acknowledgement, A, aliens are fucking real, told you. B, on this planet. <laughs> told you. <laughs> on this planet right now, the first country to master that technology will damn near rule the planet. So, yep. everybody's, over the years, you know everybody's been in a mad dash to try to figure this shit out. Because if America figures out how to utilize the that craft, do you think for a second we wouldn't dominate everything. all, everything? Airspace, everything.
0: Yeah, the Olympics.
1: Whoever gets there first, it's going to be a scary time for the rest of the world.
0: Yeah,
1: in my opinion. Yeah, and that's probably why no alien wants to fucking help us.
0: <laughs> no, they just they just tried to bring us space weed and we really shoot right? to shoot them. I, uh, I fucking hang out. I don't know, man. It's weird. I I also read a article where they're stating that the government is slowly releasing information, basically solidifying everything Bob Lazar said. Everything that he said, everything he's been ridiculed for and called a liar and called a crackpot, they're slowly putting the information out to the public where they're like, yeah, you know, Bob said this about this UFO. That's kind of true. Bob Weird. said that these, these weren't of uh, earthly origin. That's also kind of true. How
1: fucked up is it that none of that happened until Bob hit Joe?
0: Oh, yeah, once... The, it,
1: because Joe is these, like yeah. You get on Joe Rogan and you are fucking famous.
0: It's it's these guys, Joe and uh, old boy from Blink One Eighty Two, Tom DeLong, who got who got him to admit that those UFO videos are real. Yeah, but he's crazy. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm sorry. He's crazy. Regardless of his
0: mental stability, <laughs> it's these people who have a lot of public pull, yeah. that are forcing the hand.
1: They don't have a choice.
0: Yeah. They're they're putting it out there and forcing the hand of, of the government to, in my opinion, to at least acknowledge it.
1: Yeah, and in my opinion, you, you couldn't go to anybody more sound of mind than Joe Rogan.
0: Especially when he's on DMT.
1: Yeah. Well that dude that dude looks at everything rationally. He doesn't like jump with the motion ninety percent of the time, you know. He's he's a very rational man. He's fucking huge. People take what he says with the you know verification i mean they they believe in joe rogan yeah and fuck he's literally the godfather of podcasts it does
0: and i feel like it takes it takes people with big public following because you would take you take someone like joe rogan who everybody knows and he says hey People are saying shit's real. Yeah. Tell us if shit's real. And they listen to him, but if you have a scientist being like, hey, or somebody like Bob Lazar, hey, shit's real. Tell people that it's real. And they're like, you're a fucking whack job. Yeah. And
1: it's it's easy to disprove the guy that's not in the spotlight. They're just like, who's who's Bob Lazar? Be quiet,
0: crazy man. Yeah. You weren't even a scientist. Crazy. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. I and I feel like it's so conveniently wrapped up in a nice oh, yeah. little package. Uh we found his VIN number no, and we found we some didn't. human bones and we found this sweater that looks exactly like the knitted sweat like how hard is it to knit another brown fucking sweater?
1: You know well I mean? and for
0: me burn the edges on it and put some shit
1: in. Right. For me, the biggest factor in the explosion itself is I'm not an explosion expert. I am not a metal Wait a minute. expert. You're not? I mean, I kind of, I guess I am. I'm I'm pretty much Bill Nye. But uh, the biggest sale that it wasn't fucking real for me is the fact that if you're going to say that explosion was that big and you're going to reason to me that you found the VIN number of that truck, I call bullshit.
0: You'd think it would at least have... Melted it or done something? Yeah, I don't know. It's too fucking convenient. And it's like nine eleven, where it, the plane hit the buildings and burnt down, and like the largest mass destruction event probably ever that humans have caused on other humans outside of yeah dropping the bombs, and their passports are conveniently not right. burnt the fuck up, right?
1: And just imagine that, Steve. Be- Imagine being on the side of a fucking mountain, and then you just magically find the VIN number.
0: You're like, oh, shit. Look uh, at in this, a look at this big-ass crater we have here that no one has noticed for six years. And look. What's a, this I found?
1: A VIN number. Let's go run
0: it. What What color truck did you say he drove? Oh, a blue dotson? Well, this' all is be it. fucked. Look at it. This is it's it. It's a blue Dotson. <laughs> oh, wait. He painted that truck pink.
1: No, he didn't. Yes. It's not what it says in the bin <laughs> when I run the bin. Dummy. <sighs> these people these days.
0: So, yeah, I thought I'd tell you those two little interesting possible abductions. They were good. They we're going we're to call them the. I enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, fucking weird. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Come and hang out with us. You know the spiel. Until then. All of you hollow stay weird. Stay safe. And here's the Granger cruising around in a UFO up there. I hope you're living your best life, bud.
1: We'll pour a monster out for you, buddy.
0: Yeah.